Hello, welcome to Rage Quit, a gentleman's podcast about gaming on video screens. And here are the Rage Quitters themselves, Aaron St. Laurent, Keith Sadik, Mike Morse, and me, Junt. Do you quit? I sure do. Well, welcome to a very special episode of How Are We? I mean... <laughs> I mean, rage quit. <laughs> They're about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Um, yeah, so we, we have a bunch of people here. We have a cookout or a Cook. roast. Roast. Turkey fry. An old fashioned turkey fry. <laughs> a good old fashioned turkey fry down here in the south. Uh, out in the, the gravel parking lot, we had a turkey fry. Anyway, this has nothing to do with games. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, talk about a couple of things that we touched on last time. Uh, we were talking about what is it, an Arma Two mod last time, but we weren't sure of the name of it. It was called Daisy. It's this. Uh, it's going to be a standalone game soon. It hasn't come out yet, but it's like this hardcore mode zombie game where you have one life and you need to survive. Um, and it kind of reminds me of. Um, I don't know if any of you guys remember, uh, back in like 1999, there were a bunch of like Rainbow Six games that came out. Yes. And the interesting thing about those games is there was always friendly fire. Nowadays, that crap doesn't happen. Uh, because what ended up happening is I would play games just for the sole fun of starting off and being like, okay, guys, let's go get behind the team and shoot them all in the head, my own team. <laughs> I, I always make the assumption, actually, still. I could not have any more fun other than shooting my own team in the head. I uh, always <laughs> assume that games are always friendly fire. And then I'm like, oh, it's not. It's not. Uh, and well, this if game, game is friendly fire, you can't... Uh, complete it with someone. Keith, you're not talking on the mic, by the way. <laughs> if your um, game, is... <laughs> you're talking off into nothing. So in that Rainbow Six game, we used to, we found this bug on this one level where you go like underneath the ground, like you step on a box and you duck, and you go up and down, up and down, and you go like below the level. And so we used to go down there and just shoot people from the little level. It's like your team's wiped out and there's nobody visible. <laughs> so much fun. So I was reading up on it, and apparently the mod right now has um, it's set up in the same way where this friendly fire, and it's it's built off of this community of survival. Um, people have come up with these really kind of cool uh, ways of of working uh, how to to be to be the best. Uh, so there's the one, very one best? girl that's kind of been co- uh, coined the Black Widow, and since she's a <laughs> since she's a female in real life, she people hear a female and she's like, "I need help in this church," and people come and she shoots and kills them. Uh, what, what is this? <laughs> uh, what game is this? This that's is funny. this, uh, this Daisy mod. It's a Daisy uh, mod, but what's the original well, game? Well, the mod is Daisy, but it's for Arma Two. Is the, the, okay. the game? Yeah, what's uh, Arma Two? It's like some it's some like battlefield ma- type like game. Very mediocre. But the game's terrible. Like nobody plays. Apparently, the, the engine for the game is, is really conducive for this type of world, though. Oh, uh, cool. it, it's based off of, like, real square footage, if you were to actually walk the distance, and it's got, like, a 225-square-kilometer uh, uh, wow. area. So it's very huge. Really? Yeah, really big. There's at peak hours, is about 60,000 people that play at a time. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, is there just one server, moment. or is there, like, many That servers? I don't know, because I haven't played it. But one server. Is it? Oh, that'd be that'd be kind of wild though. Sixty thousand people playing with you. But again, yeah. uh, you can either again very survivalist mode like the original um, uh, Resident Evil. Like you want to conserve ammo, and if you're gonna shoot something, expect it to attract other zombies in the area. You want to be really careful of it. Hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing the standalone game. Um, I I don't know if I could really get into the game the mod right now. I'd have to invest in getting Arma yeah. Two. Getting. The Do you mod. know what the release date is for that? I don't. I don't. Um, but that's something to look forward to at least. Um, real quick mention we talked about Borderlands 2 last time which I, I'm loving uh, just recently October 9th a uh, new class came out uh, for the Necromancer Necromancer? Necromancer Necromancer you get a uh, your your special ability uh, is something called Death Trap and if you know anything about Borderlands 1 or uh, 2 there's a reoccurring character called Claptrap and he's kind of this comical uh, <laughs> little robot <laughs> 
if anybody else could breathe into the microphones really loud, it would be perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, just hear, I just hear John Hunt, like, it just, just this little nasal whistle. <laughs> nasal whistles into the mic, please. Right into my right ear. <laughs> um, we didn't do, if you want to do, um, go grab a Super Nintendo game at some point during yeah. this, and we'll just, you can ramble. Do, do you think you're, you're versed enough in... Super Nintendo lore in to be able to pull them. out uh, any game and talk about it in, in depth. Some of them I can. Some um, of them, not all. Why yeah. Start with an appliance. Sick. Uh, wait, an appliance? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like an, I have. Well, I have not just games, mind you. I have. Oh right, right. You had like bins the and bins and, uh, of, of unusual pieces of, of SNES hardware that you may or may not have seen before. And right, right. I could bring you one out. <laughs> so since we we don't always have Alan and Val here, um, we had mentioned in the very first episode about. Um, Pokemon Black and White, or whatever you want to call that bullcrap, uh, too, coming out uh, <laughs> soon. Is that what you're playing right now, Alan? I, I'm currently playing. Oh, you want to you want to explain to us what you were explaining earlier about uh, the differences in each of the games and what you unlock at the end? I don't even remember. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. So this is uh, <laughs> so, alert. So, so Black and White too. It's not really a spoiler, but it might influence uh, which. It's one just you ridiculous. Is what it is. It's ridiculous. Um, you can unlock something by beating the game. In Black version, uh, and which largely the two games are entirely similar, uh, despite what Pokemon you can catch. Black version, you get to the end, and it's uh, you unlock called Challenge Mode, where if you want to play through the game again, it's increased rate of challenge, which is good the for, normal thing for a lot of games. Good is when for you veteran first Pokemon time. players yeah. who, who know how to put or... together a good team and, and want the extra right. challenge. Yeah. White version, uh, you get to the end, and you get it's called Assist Mode. Retard Mode. Retard Mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, if you got through the game on normal the first time why would you then need retard mode right <laughs> never go full retard and that's the one i got so i can look forward to going you full retard well, you can <laughs> yeah so keith keith got retard white now keith, I would did you know that myself. did you know that before I did you not know that it? would it have influenced your decision uh yes i would have i would have rather gotten the one that gives you higher difficulty actually it probably would have determined uh, depended on what alan got well, first well here's what here's what matters so here's what matters because what you'd have to erase your file and to start a whole new game. Yeah. Because Pokemon games are one file. Well, that's file. Why would Still. It, no, no one's going to use that. No one's going to erase No one's going to use it. Well, no, there there now, will be the people that now do Now with the world trading system, they never. don't want people, I think, uh, capturing a thousand. They never wanted them in the first place because that was the thing. Is It, it, it made you want to go trade with your friends because there was no other way I was going to get a Bulbasaur because you only get one per game. You know, I couldn't just reset the game and start a file and pick Bulbasaur and then trade it off to somebody else. That's the only real way to have, like, legendaries mm. in rotation, too, is yeah. to, uh, to restart a new game's file after trading off a legendary to yep. get, so you can get it again for yourself. Yep. <laughs> but um, only one legendary per game? No, but... I, well, Some of them each, are. Like each legendary, you get one chance to catch it. They're incredibly difficult to catch, and if you fail, you have, you're gonna you have to right. saved beforehand. Uh, oh. If you fail, you don't get a second chance to catch it. That sucks. Unless you trade it for, like, a level one... Unless, Pidge. yeah, you're on the trading yeah. network, and it's like, Harris is my level one Pidgey. I will only yeah. accept a level 100 Mewtwo in exchange. <laughs> that is fair. It's an absolutely... There's, there's a great system going on now um, where... Because in this game, there's... <laughs> There's there's a, there's a stupid uh, pointless area in uh, Pokemon Black and White Two called Joint Avenue, and it's um it's a shopping mall that you get put in charge of because the owner is a retard. And you walk in and he's like, I sure don't know how to run this mall. And you go in and he's like, Oh, you look like a random person. You do it for me. And uh, you're in charge of this mall. And the more you, people you trade with uh, over the the global trading system, or the more people you uh, uh, tag do street tags with, you get to grow and you get access to rare items that you used to only get one of per game, like the Master Balls, which can catch any Pokemon uh, infinitesimally. And what, what people are doing online, because it's like, well, now we just need to trade crap. Um, to make the trades easier, people are just trading one Pokemon, and it's Magnemite. 
People are like, well, go catch a damn Magnemite, put it on the system, and there is this, there is just hordes of people, you know, passing these Magnemites around like cheap hookers. <laughs> and I have had, I have already had like twenty six Magnemites come through my possession because people are just like, I here's a Magnemite any level, I will accept for it a Magnemite of any level, just to say that you made the trade and just so you can unlock more content in your game. Was it the last iteration? Was it Pearl and Diamond, or what was the one that introduced the underground trading system? That was uh, the the online trading system was Pearl and Diamond, but Pearl Not and like Diamond also did the underground, the thing. underground crap, the uh, the under. There was one Pokemon that you could get um, that dark. Sphere um, thing with d- Spiritum. Spiritum. Spiritum, yeah. Dark ghost. Type. You'd have to like go underneath there for like you had to thir- meet, 30 times you had, you had, or meet like 30 people. It was 50, you had to meet 50 people in Features the like underground. Features like this right. work I sat there with... in Japan where the person density and Pokemon nerd density is way higher. Out here in the sticks, I know Terrible. one other person who's going to be playing Pokemon and he's sitting in this room. <laughs> and he is my, I tag, I haven't even tagged him yet actually. Yet. <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't like individual like or... Um, um, independent tags like I could keep going in and out in and out meeting Keith over and over again if you so want, I sat there were, tapping two something machines. like 50 flag captures yeah, like you could play yeah. like capture you the flag would, in this play this area. game which was, is a fun idea but it just there's n- no it's not gonna, it's not gonna no, work in America it's hardly yeah. planned because yeah. you're just gonna sit there with a friend you're just gonna sit with a friend you run back and forth and steal each other's flags 50 times yeah <laughs> like oh boy why couldn't you just give me the damn Pokemon like any other Pokemon I just gone out there and caught it. You know, my general, like I said last time, my general take on Pokemon Black and White too. I mean, you just released the same game over again, but you want it, money from me. Well, here's, here's I'm the not thing, putting this up is, with this. This is why. This is why I I, I will applaud Black and White too because if you follow the Pokemon franchise, they've been doing this all along. They do uh, right, red, they, blue, yellow version, which is an enhanced remake of those versions. It's great for people who didn't adopt the first two, and it gives them a chance to play the game with start extra a Pokemon features. different. Starter Pokemon are in, in the same one? in this one. And yellow oh, was different because they wanted to do the Pikachu thing, and then they'll give you Pikachu. Right, and yeah. then gold, silver had crystal as a third option. And there's usually always uh, enhanced features. This is th- These games do enough new that I think it even... Black and white, too, and it's nice that they're calling it black and white, too, and not like Pokemon gray version <laughs> to make you think it's a whole new game. They're Pokemon admitting translucent. It's, this, it's, it's the same game and it's new content. There's enough for a Pokemon nerd to play it. But um, but if you had never played the first two, you would only need this one because it's the same game with so many enhancements. It's the first two uh, unnecessary. So you you think it was worth buying? I if you know what for thirty bucks I will get. Uh, Is that all it was? Yes. Yeah. Thought, DS thought, games about thirty five dollars. Oh, I thought DS they were forty. 30, 30, no, that's a three DS games. Oh. Yeah. I can't say whether it was worth buying, but. I'm gonna buy it anyway, and that's how Nintendo well, gets I mean, a lot of the This Pokemon is how it goes, people. and it, it doesn't really count because it's an RPG. Because like I recently played through uh, Super Mario 3D Land, which is a 3D Mario platform in 3DS. Forty bucks, I got twelve hours out of it, and, and I 100 percented the game. You know, I was I was reading a review on the the new Mario coming out for the Wii U, and I know we talked about oh, this last garbage. time also. Um, I, I I'm, I'm trying to wrap my my head around the whole Mario um, formula that they use. It, it, I mean, it literally is the same. Here's what happened. Game it, no, it entirely literally is. Here's what happened. Twenty years now, and people are loving it. And I mean, what are you loving about it? It's, it's the same game. It's, I, it's, I myself, I, Galaxy. I, I, I know, Galaxy. Well, no, 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 Galaxy's not part I'm, of the no, formula. No, no, I'm talking Galaxy's about the, 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 the new Super Mario Brothers. The 2D games. The new. It's ironic I mean, that that's the tag for that when when, it's Mar- first. when it is when it is just recycled garbage. Yeah, I mean, over I mean, and over again. the enemies, the blocks, everything, the music, is the, the style. There, there's two level types: the one with the grassy background and the one with the blue tinged cave background. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, I, I've got a few tu- um, yep. plumbing tunnel, tunnels going around, I, I, and that's all I've got. Here's I mean, what happened: that is is that up until 2006, Eight people, worlds, were, people were dying for another Mario platformer. And you know, at the point of 2006, the last Mario platformer had been Super Mario World. Like back on the Super Nintendo, the last true Mario platformer. And so people were like, well, we want another one. We want another one. And they gave New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. And it sold 
it's the, one of the best-selling Mario games of all time. Like, ridiculous. And they're like, well, we can keep doing this. Yeah, and now they're oversaturating the market with Mario platformers, and I don't care anymore. Right. Because I mean, they're all basically the same. But, but there's some people that are just going to drop the money just because it's Mario. Was New Super Mario Brothers for the DS actually... It was a good game? Decent. Solid game? That's solid, yeah. Was it... But, it, like, in my mind, the, the Mario okay. games kind of kind of wrap up with the N64, with, with Mario 64. There's amazing Mario games after that. There I mean, are. Sunshine. Well, Sunshine. Sunshine is... Sunshine is glorious. If you like 64, because it's very open-ended, very yep. exploration-y. Galaxy is a little less. It's a little more uh, linear. Yeah. Was it but Sunshine it's still fun. for the GameCube? Sunshine was yes, for GameCube, was. GameCube. Yeah. yeah. Sunshine's the, the black sheep of the family. Everyone likes to kick it and it was a really keep good it in game, the cellar. Actually. I, I, I started to like to, to wash paint off of things. No, yeah, I know. You, you know <laughs> like, oh, boy, you know, wash graffiti. <laughs> We have Yay. graffiti that needs washing at home. Remember but then the again, next how Mario that, RPG coming out? How is that uh, any different Paper than Mario's. collecting coins in other games? Yeah. I mean, yep. how can you compare them? Like, Basically, this is ten times worse. Same stuff over and over. Um, and the the two-dimensional games, the, the DS game, fine and all, but I had an issue with them releasing the, the Wii game because it literally was a port of the well, game. And now, well, because now we got uh, and now on the 3DS, there's New Super Mario Bros. 2, which is the same game. And then coming out on the Wii U, there's new Super Mario Brothers U, which is the same game. And it's just like, okay, you know what? That's enough. Yeah. Stop. You knock your crap off. John's rage quit the podcast. John is rage quit. He's going to go get to... find an awesome Super Nintendo accessory. Like last time we had mentioned that... Well, I'll mention this, I guess, when he comes back. But we're going to have a bit every week where John has a collection of every Super Nintendo thing ever, of both accessories and games. And we're going to pull something out of it and talk about it. And if it's a game from now on, we're going to play it. Get one with a discolored plastic. <laughs> uh, Slightly nice yellow, yellow tint. Yeah, we just I love that. Mentioned rage quit. Now's a good time. Every week we talk about a uh, an instance of rage quitting from the past uh, of some wild person <laughs> <laughs> acting unruly over the games. Uh, Very wild. <laughs> this week it's none other than our own Frankie Fran. Uh, wild. <laughs> would you like to to indulge? You want to blow the wad now? I want to blow the wad now. <laughs> um. We had talked about JK we, last time. We talked, yeah, we talked a little bit about the game how, that you press Z and nothing else. Yeah, uh, basically a gun game that added a lightsaber, and then we tried to milk it for everything it was worth. Years. <laughs> um, but I was, I was pretty decent at it. I think I was one of the first ones in if our. You group. like to call yourself that? That's fine. <laughs> well, I, it's I, a relative I, term. I think I was one of the first ones in our group to discover it. You were decent compared to my grandmother. Yeah, and, you, 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 and Will used to play it. Yeah, and then you introduced no, it to I mean, me. He, and my he brother, was, Jacob. he was good at it. Um. And then, um, and then, like I got all you guys involved, and it was kind of awesome because suddenly we were playing it like a lot, and you guys started to open it up to like there are gamer forums, and there are like we can be playing this online with like people who aren't us, and it was like <laughs> really that's a concept. Like I didn't even I, at the time, like I didn't we didn't have cars, we didn't always get to hang out. So suddenly, like multiplayer online gaming felt to me like a form of of sleeping over somebody's house or something. It felt like a way to get together, which is pretty awesome. And then, uh. I don't know exactly what, what went down, but Aaron started to beat the fuck out of me in this game. Well, I had made a vow when I started playing the game. Uh, cause oh, that's right. You I and Keith this. were all like, oh, we're so freaking good at I the know. game. I walked in with a I'm silver spoon up my ass. Kick your ass. That uh, my eyelashes and, and everybody. And we've been Frankie's playing this defense, for a year now. That was now. probably me saying that. We were playing, just... No, you both were. Uh, so for, uh, Frankie and, and Keith were kind of uh, putting me down, saying I was never going to live up to, to daddy's. To our greatness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I basically... I think we started to have like ultimatums, like sudden death matches, where it was like like next to lose, quits forever, suck and kill themselves when they get home. Yeah. I quit uh, match. It started to just get really yeah. I, I I don't remember exactly what led up to it, but Jake, you know I'm a very competitive person with with games. 
I want to win. And, and, and <laughs> Keith can attest. I'm willing to lose for a year in practice at a game. This until. Is, I mean, so. you guys wanted to play it so much more often than I felt like playing it. And it was starting yes, to because get... who wants to play a game to lose, it was, Frankie? It was start... <laughs> lose, Frankie old man. It was just a lot of gaming. It was like getting to the point of like disruption in my life. And then like, so it kind of was convenient. It was like, okay, <laughs> I'm losing constantly. F this. So in middle school, you always have like the homeroom and you yeah. share classes with friends. Uh, I just got so obnoxious. Uh, I just couldn't help myself other than to come in every morning. He was quoting a new hope. Quoting a new hope and calling him <laughs> old man. And uh, <laughs> he kept being like, old man. And at first I thought it was kind of funny and cute. I was like, I yeah, was I'm hoping it at first written game. And uh, yeah, and it, 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 it just. Uh, I was outside your window at night. Oh, man. <laughs> chucking rocks at <laughs> my window. Uh, yeah, I, I, I put it down and I never came back. <laughs> Frankie, I've, Frankie, rage quit. An era of gaming, and that's that, <laughs> that an was era. The, uh, that was the end of Frankie's gaming, really, for multi for online games uh, yeah. altogether. Yeah. The rest of us continued on being friends. <laughs> we ditched him. Uh, well, correlation isn't causation. We, it's, we it's, ended it for Frankie <laughs> in like what was it like two thousand? It's not like like two thousand one. It's not like because that was the breaking point. It's not like because of that I stopped playing video games. Was, I mean, if you want to tell yourself that, yeah. it's fine. But we all know it's not true. Yeah, I picked. You up. want to give well, me a lecture? Help you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up pussy instead. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway, that was the rage quit of a century. I rage quit. Rage quit. It's uh, I, pretty seriously rage quit. That was the last that was rage, the that last rage, rage quit, quit of the century. <laughs> uh, all right, so if well, um, you have the Super Nintendo game. I, I want to break. I right selected into that? a uh, sure. I got a, a Super Nintendo game. We were gonna put some pictures on the show. Content. So I, I just day. mentioned it. Let, let's let's a review rare... the segment quick. What, what, what is what, what are we, what are you gonna do every week? What I'm gonna do is I'm going to introduce you guys to a piece of video gaming hardware. Of 1991 to 1995? Uh, no, it actually it? went quite a bit after that. They went into the late 90s, 98, okay. 99. Remember and, being uh, we'll, we'll throw up some pictures, and uh, you can you can see what a fabulous piece of gaming hardware we've selected for you this week. So this is a, is a real special one. It's in its box. It looks like dumps. Go on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Hold on. I'll, I'll open up the box here. A finger just fell out. <laughs> it looks like a small Linksys router. A purple cartridge that, I mean, it looks like a hybrid between an uh, an NES and an SNES uh, cartridge, actually. Now, this looks like Sega Genesis patented lock-on You technology. watch your mouth. <laughs> Sega Genesis. technology is here. <laughs> oh, you're talking From about the, the Sonic. No, we talked about this last time, that yeah. bull crap. <laughs> no, no, it's lock-on lock it. it was brilliant. It was bull crap. Why was it bull crap? If it, I could it lock on, real. if I could lock on like uh, the Tasmanian Devil game to Sonic, and then somehow hybrid them together, that would have been. Yeah, great. but it did work on the Sonic games it was advertised to work on. It, go, <laughs> because it's essentially the same problem as that you complain about with DLC of like, you're yeah, but yeah, but it was already you already you had Sonic. People weren't just gonna buy the Sonic and Knuckles to cartridge. Be like, I could play as Knuckles in any video game. No, what it was because was you can't. What it was was the um, from what I understand, right? The game like. The, the the real Sonic 3 should have been what Sonic and Knuckles plus Sonic 3 was. They yeah. just, it was so many levels, they split it into two and did this lock-on technology thing to get two games out of one. So it was a marketing play. No, from my understanding, it was one game, and they didn't have enough time to complete it. So they released Sonic 3, I mean, right. and then they spent like another year or so right. to, to buy themselves content. time, I mean, which was, I'm all for. No, it was cool. It was cool and fun, but but it definitely Whatever. it definitely was a it definitely it was a little bit of a cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the point is, 
Lock on technology. Lock You're going to try technology. to sell me lock on technology. That was brilliant. You're better off selling me a vacuum. And it, <laughs> People need vacuums. People need lock on technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Wait, so you're claiming what is this? Sega had the patent on this. Okay. Yeah. So this is the only way to play Super Nintendo games with someone who is not at your house. This is what a the? The, this is the, this is the very so first craft. This is the very first witchcraft. This is before the internet. Now. Wow. Is that an Ethernet cable or no, a, it's a telephone? A, holy shemaz! Super Nintendo. And this is a this is a modem. How does that even work? What the f? <laughs> I told you this is this is weird stuff. Called? This is called the X band, and uh, what it is is you plugged it into your Super Nintendo and you put a game on top in here and select games. You could play online. You'd connect to their service, and then your friend could also connect, and they could join your game, and you could play. Uh, they would have one controller, and you would have the other controller, and you could play two-player. Now, uh, you, you're, you're talking about the, the, the 56K modem here, and I'm yes. having flashbacks and memories of logging to AOL and like the, the weird, terrible noises. Yes. That also it go... It does rrr, make rrr. these noises. Yep. It does? Yeah. Yep. But bull dumps. It actually... What dump- games? Can you give me a list yeah, of games? Yeah, you said a select games. How big is this library? Uh, the library was quite... Small. You have a library list there. Uh, I don't know. Let's see if it, it includes it in the... There were also games that you could play with I just... Um, Fikoff. <laughs> just oh look, here's a list of the features. Maybe this will be of interest. Did you okay. just say a nine foot fica? <laughs> we got a uh, we got challenge, which you can challenge somebody else. Uh, you have uh, K mail, you, you know, like email, but K. Did you, know, you ever actually play I don't know this? Why. Uh, I never did because the service is sadly gone. It shut down. How long was and it around? With, without the service, uh, it, it shut down in 2010. It shut down in 1998. Okay. <laughs> when was it first offered? When was this? Uh, this uh, 1998 in January. This one started <laughs> off here. Let's see if we can find a three weeks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was not incredibly popular because of technological problems with it. Uh, this this was I the age of more of the line where I think your average Super Nintendo fan was just like, well, why doesn't Bobby just come over and we can play Street Fighter? So what year? <laughs> what year? What year was this released? This is '94. Since okay. it's '94, I bet if you could get a hold of the source code, it'd be really easy to host the service again. Probably it would be, uh, and it's all it's all dial in, and it's you put in the number you want it to connect to. Um, and uh, you know it's got it's got your stats. It can keep your like uh, your stats and all kinds of. So when would things. Xbox, the first Xbox console, be released? Do you remember? Quite a bit after this, Two, I think. Because that was the really the, that, that was the really 2002? first. Two thousand two. Two thousand two sounds right. For me, yeah. that was the first console to introduce gaming online uh, as like a norm. Sega Dreamcast. Well, well, I mean, as a norm. I mean, a, I mean a good a good system. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Sega Dreamcast was the biggest failure of a system minus. Sega CD and Sega Saturn. Sega had a terrible run after. No, Genesis. Sega Dreamcast was brilliant, but nobody wanted to realize it. <laughs> That's the problem. So was the Holocaust. Uh, the Holocaust was nobody wanted to, it was to realize for his, his dreams. Seventy bucks. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was what? Dreamcast was great because after Sega went bankrupt, you could then buy the Dreamcast for seventy dollars, and it was oh, a very you good. Could. Deal. You could just go out on the street yeah. and pick one out of the trash. Yeah, uh, pretty much. You could do that too. <laughs> I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> you went out in the street to pick uh, some out of the, the trash. Street, yeah. I have six of them. Alan, you, you and you and I probably remember the summer of Dreamcast. The summer of Dreamcast. Where it was basically... It was, it was, summer of it was right as the Dreamcast was coming down off of its peak, and they started to really drop the price, and I was like, I can afford one. Alan and I were 14, we dropped some acid, and we <laughs> and we had the summer of Dreamcast. Oh, it was brilliant. No, it was, uh, we were like... Actually, we, I, I remember your family was going to the Emerald Square Mall. It, yeah, it was like my aunt who yeah. you met that one time. Yeah, and and you were like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of these Dreamcasts. I was yeah. like, why? It's gone. It's dead. And you were like, there's Sonic for it. And I'm like, 
All right. It's like they got Hedgehog. And, and, and then we we took it home. We played the fuck out of it. We were like, this oh, is God. a great game. Yeah. And then I went off and I bought one. Yeah. Was... And I, I bought like a sports edition. You're the black, black. one. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. always like how that looks better. I like the black See, one. See, Sonic games and Mario games can't sell a console to me. The only game that could probably sell a console to me now nowadays would be League a of Legends? Of Final Fantasy. League of Legends. What am I, crazy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, not, well uh, now you're just talking about personal preference because you're like a remake of a Final Fantasy. You're just talking nostalgia value. Well, uh, a platformer in general. Fine, let me let me clarify. A platformer that's going to take me can't five hours to be, if that, at top. Fair enough. I mean, no, we're, we're, in, we're, in a different, we're in a different time now. We're back then that pulled enough weight for an entire system to be like, no, nobody nobody back then talked about buying Dreamcast? hardware. Dreamcast, you think that, that, that even in that day it sold a system, though? That's way past. Sonic Adventure? Yeah. See, first, not, I love the Sonic. First, the first 3D Sonic game sold sold every I think every copy they almost sold one to one. Anyone who bought a Dreamcast bought Sonic Adventure. Kind of like the the Mario crap though. Like, but it almost wasn't every single. In. Yeah, but because like a lot of times a lot of systems came with the Mario game. Right. I'm not going to buy a system without a game, and yeah. the only right. good viable game for that system was the you Sonic know when game. when people when people wanted a Nintendo system, it was sold by the Mario game. Nobody was right. talking about the N64 is so great. Look at that goofy ass controller. Look at the excellent reset button. Though we well thing. yeah well, we talked about the N64 when it was released last time um I actually got the N64 system with Shadows of the Empire, one of the few people. I, I, mean, yeah. well, <laughs> I didn't get it with Mario 64. Well, because if, if you got the system and either you didn't want Mario 64 or Mario 64 was sold out like it constantly was, you ended up with Shadow of the Empire or Wave Race or no, like Pilot Killer Instinct. Oh, was Wave Race one of them? Wave Race. Yes. Those poor uh, kids Killer that Instinct. opened that system I, I that morning. I Wave Race, but... I remember my did. neighbor... Uh, <laughs> My neighbor um, got an N64 before I did because he was one of those spoiled types, always at him. There's a like, well, okay, well, uh, now I can at least go next door and play his N64. And I was like, I heard he doesn't have a testicle now. And, uh, different, te different neighbor, but different uh, testicle, yeah. same neighbor. Different testicle, same neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he might not have a testicle anymore. He seems like the kind of kid that would lose a testicle. I don't know. He just has that look about him. He's like, you know, I think when you get older, you might be out of testicle. Um, you go, uh, and I was like, oh, good. So he's got Mario 64. We can play Mario 64. He's like, no, I got Killer Instinct, bro. And I was just like, you're dead to me, man. <laughs> We're done, you and I. So I found a list of games that Ooh. you could play with this, this wondrous yeah. device. What, what could I challenge my it's friend real, from across the other real, side of the world? Uh, real piece of crap list here. How many um, games? About uh, 20, 20 yeah. games. Doom. Well. And Griffey Baseball. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche. Back Kirby's Avalanche. That would be. Killer Instinct. Wow. Uh, yeah, two uh, NFL Maddens. Um, oh Mortal Kombat 2 and Even Mortal back Kombat then they were plagging us. The Mortal Kombat, I could see. Oh uh, yeah, Madden '95. I, I feel like it, if you're the type of person who he wants does. to buy NFL Madden, you, you're not. You drive around with a. Uh, there's a guy here named Zach today, uh, and he he just exclaimed that he had a copy of. It might have gotten moved out when I eventually cleaned my. Did you say Mortal Kombat '1995? What did you no, say? Not Madden '95. Oh, Madden '95. Yeah. You just carry around a copy of it in case of emergencies. <laughs> I, to, I also have a DVD in my trunk. Do you like playing it, or is it like a goof thing? Like, no, hey, look at this piece of crap. It. Let me burn it. It was when when I moved from my house. Like, I had to pack everything into my what? trunk, and it was one of the things that just remained in the trunk of the car. I can buy that. What else you got on that list? All right, we got NBA Jam, two Whoa, NHL games. games. Oh, my God. Super Mario Kart. Well, uh, Street the... Fighter 2. Super Mario Kart. I, then, then that would have been a great thing back yeah. then. Uh, to have and that one supposedly I'm kind of surprised. Well. I'm, su I'm surprised to find that. I wonder if there's uh, some videos online of people playing it together. Uh, I'd imagine it looks exactly the same. You think there was like a, a shitload of lag like there, like there yeah. was? <laughs> well, we, like, we were was, plagued in 97 on the computers. That was one of the big problems, especially with the more complicated games. What this system basically does is it patches the game and redirects the player, the input that would come into the control port over the modem. And oh. this is a 2,400-baud oh, modem. Is awful. Ouch. Yeah. So you're playing off of one person's screen, technically, right? You're playing... Whoever the host is? Yeah. You're, no, you're both hosts, <laughs> but you each, you each have the cartridge in. 
But you, my information is being transmitted to your game as player one. Your information is being transmitted to my game as player two. Oh. So both so people you, are just getting lagged to hell. Uh, yes. Miserable. With, with, with games like Mortal Kombat 3, supposedly it worked terribly. But games like Mario Kart, it worked great because you didn't have to press that many buttons. No. <laughs> Was this available in the States? Yes. Yep. This is this is like the you, U.S. version. You could go to a gaming store and maybe find this, or was it? Yeah, go to this, your Funko this was, Land. This was available at you know all the all your famous gaming. I never. Stores I don't remember this. Land. I don't remember. I don't even remember. It was also available for Genesis. Uh, they did have a Genesis version, and they had a Saturn version. Who makes it? Um, it was made by a company called Catapult. I don't really think that they did a lot of uh, a lot of games. And all the consoles uh, licensed it. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Well, they licensed it to yeah, yeah, the consoles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've granted licenses. You want to finish the list? This seems kind of fun. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so there, there was only one things. more, I think. Um, the last one is uh, World Series Baseball. Oh, no. A Weapon Lord. And then The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Secret Maze Game. What? What? Okay, is, was that the one? What's, because uh, Is this like a new Zelda game nobody's ever heard about? Where Link gets lost in the corn, right? <laughs> secret maze. No, I think... His way have, you, have you guys ever played... Have a, uh, if you cause a bug in the game, you, whenever you go into a door, you'll the be transported to a an area that just has a ton of rupees. Yes, I and know. And it this, says, yeah. like, it has, like, a contest winner's name. Yep. And that must be what they're talking about, because we all know that game top to bottom, and I don't know any secret maze game. There's, a, there's like a secret rupee room in like Kakaruga yeah. Village. Secret rupee room. Uh, maybe the old secret rupee room. Rupee room. You know, everyone Rupee room. The old secret rupee room. I'll go to the rupee room. Supposedly, so it didn't, it was 1997 when it closed up shop. And um, All right, well, so let's, let's officially officially say right now yeah. this was a piece of dump. Uh, yeah, it kind of was. How much can, money was it, by the way? $70. Holy crap. Brand Plus new, a monthly fee. For seventy dollars, uh, a monthly a fee child. of a like nine ninety nine, and this is nineteen ninety nine. Did you trying to pull this on like an allowance? Yeah. That's uh, speaking of which, I I wanted to cancel my Xbox Live the other day, uh, and I've been trying to cancel it forever. And you as you know, Xbox owned by a large company named Microsoft. Uh, there's an option under my accounts on 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 online and. For two months now, I try to cancel, and it's like there has been an error trying to cancel your automatic renewal. Totally a scam. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind a company can't fix that error. And I eventually call, and the guy's like, can I ask you why you're leaving Xbox Live? I'm like, because I don't use it for anything. I don't need it. He's like, well, you can use it to watch movies and all this crap. And I'm like, yeah, I watch my Netflix through PS3, which is free. And then (laughs) he's like, but you can watch movies on, on five other services. And I'm like... Netflix has plenty of movies for me. And I just eventually was like, I, I want to cancel my service now. He's like, okay. He's like, but I think you're going to get one more fee, one more charge for the next month. And I'm like, I'm really going to have to just call my bank and dispute the charge. And I was I'll like, can you, you avoid court. me one extra phone call? This isn't a unique story. Microsoft what will not crap. let people cancel Xbox. I bitched him out and I was like, I, I did. I actually said the line of like, you guys are owned by Microsoft, a very large company. I said, I can cancel my account for anything else on the internet except for a Microsoft account. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here than trying to scam and take my money? And he was just weird, effeminate man, just wouldn't leave me alone. He kept trying to, <laughs> kept trying to tell me it's Live. <laughs> I suspect he had Rosacea yeah. through, through, the yeah. <laughs> through the phone. That's a beautiful uh, name, Rosacea. <laughs> That's one of the name my first born, Rosacea. Uh, so, but can we can we agree that this was an interesting step in a direction that now is taken for granted? Is the fact that you can play video games over the interwebs? I agree. Just uh, unfortunately, it's like a thought unrealized. I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I mean, well, here's a, this is the kind of stuff that nowadays, whenever somebody tries something new or radical, everyone cracks down on them for it. Like, you stupid. This is a gimmick. This is dumb. And I didn't even know this existed. Had this come out in like '92? 
maybe that would have been a nice thing. Maybe um, yeah. uh, just a little late in the game. I, I just, but at this point, computer games think, were really kind of in the, I, I in think, the swing yeah, of things. It's probably fed off of that, you know, Warcraft Two kind of stuff. Warcraft, Warcraft right. One. These multiplayer games are really yeah. in the like TCIP connections, like Frank had said earlier. Yeah. That that was really happening at this point. Yeah, um, ninety seven, just a little late. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know Mike now is going to talk about uh, we had said that XCOM we had downloaded the demo for yeah, XCOM last XCOM. time and I'm really excited about it um, I love these turn based games I'm really looking forward to playing it however I haven't had a chance to actually play through it yet so Mike's going to talk about it real fast because he just bought it yesterday I think it came out did it come out yesterday? yeah no when did it come out? Uh, it came out Tuesday last week. Okay, Tuesday last week. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like, uh, I never played the original. Like, you, I know you did a lot. Oh, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Keith played all the originals, but like, I'm a first first time player of this genre of games. So, anyway, so I'm a first time player of XCOM. And it's really awesome. Like, like you're basically control the entire world's fate. Like, you're one unit. It's a really cool game. So, I mean, what, what is the what is the premise? I mean, you talk about the oh. Marines and so. Basically, all the interface works and all that crap. Okay, so I mean, overall, it's a it's a game about an alien invasion. It's like one day the aliens invade, and like you're in the commander of this unit called XCOM, and like the entire fate of the world's in your hands. And so you have a bunch of soldiers, you level them up, give them new ranks, and a whole bunch of other things go on. But it's it's a really cool game. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, um, and there's a multiplayer component, which I'm kind of intrigued. I haven't tried. I haven't tried the multiplayer component yet. I am excited, but I'm going to finish the game first before I try that. Um, yeah, I'd be a little nervous. So, so, like Aaron mentioned earlier, this is based on a series of games that came out in like the mid or early '90s called XCOM. I never mentioned that earlier. Oh, Mike did. But <laughs> Mike, Mike mentioned this earlier. Mike, Aaron, same person. Um, uh, this game, which is which recently just came out, is called XCOM Enemy Unknown. It's a remake of a game called XCOM UFO Defense. When I was younger, I used to play a game called XCOM Terror from the Deep, which was the sequel to the uh, UFO Defense, but it's it basically the same game with a different skin. You know, all you didn't the aliens. Play, like the first one? I did play the first one, oh, but okay. I the one I played like a lot all the time was XCOM Terror from the Deep. And if you're a fan of UFO Defense or Terror from the Deep, you're going to really like XCOM Enemy Unknown because it's basic it's basically the same game, but the graphics have been upgraded and there's there's new features. Each uh, all your marines have different classes. You can have an assault trooper, a scout, a sniper, and those types of things didn't exist in the original games. Yeah, so a few key points about this game is uh, your team is um it can be lost. Uh, the team members that you build up and you level up once they're dead, they're dead for good. Uh, there's a few other like um, UI changes that have been uh, that have happened where um, <clears throat> like different different activities are happening across the world, and it's your choice to, to where to where to go. It's not it's not so linear, right? Yeah. Uh, so if um, you want to make sure like uh, you help out each part of the world equally, otherwise you can lose a world and its support for good if you don't yeah. help them. At the end, there's a console that uh, the, basically the the planet, all the nations of the planet have united and they fund the XCOM project. At the end of every month, they continue to fund you. If you do not perform well that month, they will either uh, lower their funding or they will back out entirely. And sometimes you have to make decisions whether or not China, China, like South Africa and the United States, might be under attack at the same time. You got to decide which one of them South will Africa. help. <laughs> uh, Obviously, but no. you have to decide which one you want to help. Right, uh, and, and also you can upgrade like laboratories, and it helps you. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. It helps as, your resources. Yeah. As you do missions, you collect alien technology, you research technology, and you can adapt that technology for your own use. But you, but you control the direction of that tech tree. Right. So. You research the wrong things early on in the game, you're going to screw yourself over it in the long term. There's a balance between the short term versus long term gain. 
Yeah, I I'm, I kind of wish there was like a te- overall tech tree to see, like in the game. Yeah, because I, I don't re- know where I'm going with things. Like, I don't know if I'm going too far one direction. But that's kind of the fun armor. of it, just not knowing. It maintains that difficulty that the series was known for. Yeah, and then like I've heard it. I was reading the reviews, and they basically said it's not unusual to be 15 or 20 hours into the game and have to restart. I think that's going to happen to both choices. of us. I know things going to happen. <laughs> and it's going to be a big. You know, moment. usually I really dislike games that are designed like that, though. Yeah. That like require you to to you know learn a lot before you even start playing. Otherwise, you're going to screw it up. Like the one thing about this is it's like super replayable. Kind of like yeah. it's by Firaxis, who made Civilization games. Yep. So it has that replayability. Like you learn every time you play, you're coming with a new skill set. You know how to hmm. play the game better. You know yep. what what to advance into. As long as they keep it interesting. I mean, I I'm, I just remember the terrible experience of uh, what was the Elder Scrolls game, Oblivion, oh, in God. which you could totally bork your yourself and spend twenty hours, and then yep. uh well, better start over. It happened to me. I made that mistake in Oblivion by just like sitting there casting invisibility on myself over and over and over again, <laughs> being like, I can level fast, uh, and then trying to walk into an Oblivion gate and just getting raped by yeah. everything. <laughs> Double fisted by anything coming near me. The sneak skill you could grind up in, like just going AFK, yeah. just leaving the game sitting there. Yeah, it wasn't a good idea. No. Um, another thing I kind of want to talk about since everybody's here is Guild Wars 2. Just go back into that like, a little uh, bit. Again? Yeah. This, this wonderful game that I'm so, still... I was addicted to it for yeah, a little while. a little while. bit of an update. Like, I, I mean, we, we all loved the game when we were playing it like 1 through 80. But now there's really not much endgame. No. <laughs> I mean, I think John and I are mostly done with uh, it, I'm, uh, which is unfortunate, because I was having a blast. I, I, I've resulted, I've resorted to, like, making crazy, ridiculous alternate builds. Like, trying to become... Oh, yeah. That's, that'll take you three months to grind. <laughs> yeah, the legendary item system. But I, I, I've, I've tried... What I've tried to do now... This is a game that has, like, this new thing where there's no Holy Trinity. But that's kind of a lie, because I took my Elementalist, and I bought him all healing gear, and I became a healing Elementalist. And I can really? heal like just as good as any healing class could in any other game. So you can full heal like an entire game. I could, they don't have to heal I can all. full heal. I make a big difference in World vs. World. Holy crap. Because I, I have like 1,900 healing and, and no power. I can't kill a damn thing. <laughs> Let's mention after the last podcast that John said he wasn't going to go back to Guild Wars that <sighs> night. Yeah. And he was done with it because well, he's kind of completed the game. John and does I had, this regularly. And, and I've I never said, played this game it. again. And then 10 minutes later, he's playing. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Fake rage. <laughs> Listen, don't be ashamed by it. It, it's, Own it. Look, if you're gonna pull a gun on somebody. Uh, and you enjoy the game. You enjoy the game, else, John. Nothing else has come along to take my attention away from Guild Wars yet. And and so Not the Trump? only thing that's coming up is the is the stupid Lord of the Rings expansion Lord that I've already bought and I'm gonna have to play because it comes out in in just a few days. Oh, the burden. I know. I'm first world problem. Right, the burden of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be any fun at all. But maybe Torchlight 2. You started playing Torchlight 2, right? Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's pretty fun. I mean, it's like less involved with Diablo story-wise. It's just like, you know, the original Diablo 1 or 2. You're just, you're just running yeah. around. There's a little bit of story to keep you going. But mostly it's just the killing and finding new items and new, new getting new abilities. That's what keeps you playing. That's what like this one is. Yeah, is, which I find no kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. But But the question is, is it more fun than Diablo 3 was? You played Diablo three, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I f- I figure maybe long run it might be. Yeah. Um, it looked a lot like it. I mean, there's nowhere near as much polish as you're gonna see in Diablo yeah. three. Like, everything's not gonna be perfect. Yep. But I, I think there's gonna be a lot of replayability. Hmm. Like, one of the neat things is with Torchlight, you finish the game, you get at the very end, mm-hmm. and then you can choose like one of three options. Like, ones to continue playing and just like level up some more. Yep. The second option is you retire your character and you have a kid. And you play as your kid. <laughs> That's kind of neat. Yeah. 
And so you can start as a whole new class if you wanted to. Yep. And then there's uh, another op- option, I think the other one's to restart and basically play like hardcore mode where if you mm. die, it's over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of neat. Adds a little bit of different thing different yeah, the, to it. The kid thing sounds really cool. Yeah, that does. We've got to play through the game again. Hmm. Um, are you getting it? Uh, yeah, I'll probably get it. It's only 20 bucks, so yeah. there's really no reason not to. And another friend of mine is, gonna, is playing for it, waiting for me to buy it so we can play it. So I need cool. to get on it. What? Nothing to play, huh? Uh, well, the thing is... Guild Wars is fun still. I mean, I, I, it's still fun to like. Are you, are you getting as much mileage out of it as we got out of Guild Wars? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And I don't really know why. Um, I, I don't know. It's I, they have a leveling system to eighty. Well, it that didn't really matter. I mean, the most of the fun of the game was getting to level eighty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whereas in Guild Wars. You had you leveled at twenty, and then everything was built off of that to do stuff once you hit twenty. No, this this game's like all about yeah. the one through eighty. That's like what they said. Yeah. They, there's like end game. Like there's a bit if you really want it, but that's not why we made this game. Like yeah. you're supposed to be making alts and trying out new storylines. That's like what they want you to do. Yeah, and which I did. Doesn't appeal to me. I started. I tried. I started. Uh, I played the very first character is a Silvari uh, elementalist, and then I tried. I made a human thief, and that story was actually kind of neat and kind of interesting. Yeah. And then. I was having the same basic problems that early level characters have, where you your power kind of it goes up and then comes down, and then you get you get to a level mark, and then you can get much better gear, and then your power goes up, and then you use your your power sags, um, and I was just a little bit frustrated. I might go back to it again. You know, I, I'm I'm not making any commitments to getting off it this time. I you know I'll, yeah. I'll keep playing it until it stops interesting me. Right. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> you well, you've been it? playing the game a lot. I mean, what do you think of it compared to Guild Wars One? I- I love my main character, but yeah. just uh, yesterday I reached 100% map completion now, so... Well, what's your next goal going to be, then? Uh, finish off the jumping puzzles, which means getting crushed <laughs> by the claw of Jormag, which I can't seem to f- figure out. Yeah. Oh, I can show you. I, I did it, yeah. You <laughs> where he's, where he's standing in that first phase, it's like right <laughs> where like his ass is, basically. you got to stand there. Okay. And then your character but, just dies. Oh, but, so they're talking okay. about achievements that you can get yeah, in the game. Yeah, in I the mean, game. At this but, point of the game, there's literally nothing yeah, else to do. Yeah, I've been doing lots of PvP now. Not, but I mean, how is it compared to Guild Wars 1? Does it... Does it even compare? Is it like? Is it holding your interest? Do you love it the same way? Because you were a big player, so Guild Wars One. Different. Yeah. I mean, and Guild Wars One got broken with each expansion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it. going back to other things, I'm just like, wow, this used to be tough. Yeah. Guild Wars uh, One, the expansions. Um, I didn't play Guild Wars One. Did you have to buy the expansions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Were, That's how they made their. There money. were two major how expansions and one mini expansion. Forty dollars a piece. Each. Thirty forty. They were. Or that much? Yeah, there's like can't yeah. the factions. Oh, I the North was they were full games in and of themselves. Slightly cheaper, I think. Yeah. So is this going to offer? You, you think the um, expansions for this game are going to offer end game content? Since that's what uh, seems to be lacking right now. I mean, uh, I think they're gonna, it's a big outcry for end game. Yeah, content. I'm yeah. sure what they're going to do is just release another where you get like probably another race to play. Yeah, new. Maybe a new class yeah. and like go. F- See, I actually like different dragons. One of the big differences between this and Guild Wars One is Guild Wars One. You had many skills. You chose eight, or it was eight, right? Yeah. In you had like over a hundred skills. Yeah. It was and in this on. game, and getting the skills was fun too. Yes. In this game, it's not the case. You you basically you like as an elementalist, I have access to actually like the most skills of any class, and still, it's not that many skills. I mean, no. it's like twenty uh, something. The Guardian has a. Re- 
yeah. ridiculous amount of weapons. Well, yeah, it depends the different weapons, but you would now swap weapons to get the different skill sets. And and that's and then not you only as... have one weapon swap yeah. or for elementalist you don't have any. Yes. Um. Yeah. And I I don't know. I kind of like the other style better where you're you could craft your build, you know, whereas this is you you don't really you craft your build with gear and then you play with the spells that you have access that's to. That's the other thing I don't like is to. like um retrading. Yes. Cuz that's yeah. like Every to single reset time. your traits. Yeah. To basically redo to what you've bought for gear, yeah, you have to pay like three silver, yep. fifty copper each time you want, it. and you you can't just refund like a certain amount. Like say you yeah. had thirty in strength for the warrior, but you want to keep that in your next build, but you still have to refund everything. There's no, you yeah. can't just refund like the discipline yeah. trait. Plus, it's about remembering. It's, it's about remembering. Yeah, your there's no way to, yeah. you, and then you have to remember all your where you want. Your uh, it's still to be. it's still fun like, and I, it's kind of interesting. I actually made like a stupid text file just to keep because <laughs> I have like three yeah. different builds that I swap through. Yep. And the other thing is like, I don't want to swap all the time because now I'm just hemorrhaging cash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, like I, the world versus world though. Yeah, that's, that is cool. fun. I haven't tried the PvP yet. I gotta go give that a try. But yeah, I did PvP. Uh, there's still some things. I'll I'll other. spend in a little more time on it. But you know, nah. Uh, I'm just I'm stop right there. Not thrilled. Don't don't no. don't start talking. Right. Swearing it off. All right. okay. <laughs> MMOs, you just can't leave them. Yeah, I know. Don't write checks you can't cash, John. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Anybody else want to talk about any games? I mean, we still have another ten minutes or so. You know, I, I there is something I could bring up. Um, it's not directly gaming. It's not directly related to games, but it was a great book I read okay. <laughs> uh, called Ready Player One. That's about video games, especially video games of the eighties. Right. Um, I, I walked into Mike watching a video the other day of uh, it's like a documentary of of independent video game makers. Oh, yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You, you talk but, about your book. Uh, this it, it was. Um, uh, I should look up who it's by, but it's it's Ready Player One. And it's just great. It's a futuristic story about this uh, in a world where there's um, now everybody has headsets and, and gloves and they all spend this time in something called the Oasis. And it's free to log in and use. And the creator of it, who's billionaire, he dies and he starts this contest to find an Easter egg he planted in his world. <laughs> and it basically follows the, the life of this young teenage guy who is trying. He's a, called a gunter, who are these people who try to travel through the world the, and find out where his Easter egg is. Uh, and it's a really cool story. It, it's totally nostalgic of the 80s. Tons of highly accurate trivia about video gaming and uh you know very perfectly crafted uh you know it was just a really enjoyable read and if you like video games in the 80s and and like stories about you know video game worlds it's really cool ready player one that sounds pretty awesome. interesting yeah it's pretty so neat. you win a billion dollars if you find it's easy you you win like the control of his company in billions and billions of dollars <laughs> That's it's, awesome. it's like set in the near future like 2050 yeah. in a in a slightly different reality in which this you know, this came into existence in the 80s. Huh. But cool. it's uh, it's really cool. I recommend it. So the documentary was just, Aaron was just talking about yeah. is called uh, Indie Game the Movie. And I told mm. I told Keith to watch this. It's really good. Yep. It follows the creators of like three indie games. Like one of them's Braid. Yep. Sure, you probably heard of that. Yes. Yeah, I've played that. It's a good game. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, it was like, I mean, so there's different perspectives on these guys' games, like when they were filming the movie. Yep. So Braid was complete. The guy's already made his money. It's just like him. Like, he's like the sage mm -hmm. of this documentary, like knows how everything works. The second one was Fez, which Keith yes. played quite a bit. 
That was a really fun game. Yeah. The guy's a bit of a douche. Uh, he is. The, from, from what I read about him, he is a bit, bit of a douche. And yeah. Apparently, like, there was like a bug with his game that like screwed up everybody's save files. And yeah. he's like, well, this is not my responsibility. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really shitty. And like Microsoft was going to patch it, but then they were like, eh, it's too much of a hassle. It's not worth it. Like this game to make enough money to patch us. That's yeah. pretty much what it came <laughs> down to. Um, so yeah, he, he was like saying like how the internet a bunch of assholes everybody calls him a douche pretty much and he's like I can't believe it I'm so sick of this shit but I was like don't act like that yeah <laughs> and then the other game was uh, uh, Super Meat Boy you know I have a co-worker who keeps on telling me to play that game every day and I just it's haven't... supposed to be pretty good like yeah. it looks awesome it's uh, yeah, I, I played it it's really um, really unique physics it's one of those platformers where people start to latch on to the idea that people love to lose at platformers apparently <laughs> it's kind of like if you ever played uh, the lost levels super mario brothers oh, yeah it's like that but even more like you get to levels and just like every time you you'll get to the point the early levels like yeah i can do this and then later on it gets to the point where you just start a level and it will kill you instantly like you have to start levels holding a direction on the d-pad oh. and and it's it's stuff that you know you're uh, gonna die yeah. the first time some people take joy out of that I don't. So it's like those Mario Hell YouTube videos. Basically, yeah. It's... I would imagine myself playing it and like getting past like one early, early part, like no problem. The game and is then just fun. Yeah. Up on that same part <laughs> the game over is and over. fun yep. until you start to get to the nut crushing difficulty. I um I, I was watching just for a couple seconds the video in, in that game when you die on a specific object, yeah. which usually seems to be razor blades, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, when you die, does it keep like the blood stain there after <laughs> you come back? I don't think I, so. I noticed when he was playing the game. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. On the razor blade that you die, that way you it kind of is a, a signal for you that yeah. this is. What you had a this is what you did. Hey, you know what? That's helpful. There's actually something even cooler than that. Like, so every time you die, it records your death and your yeah. exact like motion throughout the level. So when you finally beat the level, oh, you all can, of your you can see the, the overlay of every is, death. You see this <laughs> giant horde of yourself just running, and you see like well, this bloodbath throughout the level of everybody dying. You know, and then one little super meat boy makes it through. That that's kind of cool. Really cool. That alone, right there, might make it worth. Because what do these indie games cost? They're like ten bucks a piece. So yeah, yeah, they're probably usually. cheaper. It's they're like, not they're not that expensive. Yep. I mean, and that, yeah. that goes back to like me saying I got twelve hours out of a forty dollar Mario game. Yeah. But there's some like download games that I'll get for ten bucks, and I'll get thirty, forty, fifty hours out of them. Yep. Right. And you're just like the deficit here is just the big name companies being like it's Mario you'll pay whatever the fuck right. we want you to buy it. <laughs> was a couple of bucks for 12 hours it was like 15 plus hours yep. yeah Mind you, these people too that, that make these games, Mike, Mike, enlighten me because I wonder the same thing. The, these games to me seem all very retro, all two dimensional yeah. uh, platformers, and I'm like, who? Where's the market for these? Uh, who wants to actually buy them? And the fact that they are a couple dollars to ten dollars, people decide, yeah, I will buy them, and these people make millions. Yeah, especially I mean on Steam, sometimes when they have those sales, those sales, sales, they practically pay you to yeah. take yeah. games. Yeah. So it's like you get ten <laughs> games for ten bucks, you know, and and even if you know, it kind of trivializes them. Oh yeah, like they'll do these packs the where it's like ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Packs. Yep. So that the Super Meat Boy, like they showed, they were filming them when they were releasing the game, like on release day, and they're all just sitting there, like I don't want to look at numbers, I don't want to look at numbers, I shouldn't look at numbers. But then they look later, and they sold like tens of or like thousands and thousousands of copies. The <laughs> they first must have day. been so excited. Yeah. And the, guy, the guy's like, he's like, I just made more money than I did in this last six years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. You, you, yep. you just changed your life. Yeah. Then, yeah. They're just like shocked. Didn't you say one guy like uh, skipped finding a distributor and did it himself, or no? I don't. I think they all did it through Microsoft. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were pretty nice. Did, did this independent movie mention Minecraft at all? No, he wasn't on there. Okay, he's foreign. Because well, that's what I was thinking. The of. guy's so Swedish or something, right? Yeah, he's, he's sure. wiping Not his ass with hundred dollar Deutschmarks now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's worth forty million. I looked it up online. The yeah. Minecraft guy. And he's nice. making some new game. Looks kind of weird. I don't know what's up with that. He can make whatever the hell he wants now. He could make a piece of crap on a platter. And it'll <laughs> Anybody sell. would pay. Yep. Just call it something craft and. <laughs> 
Yep. Book craft. Minecraft. Butt crap. <laughs> crap craft. craft. <laughs> Poop in this box and build with it. <laughs> Wonderful. <Poop> build. <laughs> Butt crust. Butt crust 64. Well then. You're 53. 53? Well, we have a good seven minutes if anybody wants to talk about anything else. Uh, what's coming up? Uh, let me tell you Alan, one game I'm really excited about. All right. I'll get this one out. Uh, there's, uh, uh, there's a new Mickey Mouse uh, platformer coming out for the 3DS. Epic Mickey 2. We Is that from about... Henry Hatsworth? It's from the Henry Hatsworth. Henry oh, wait, Hatsworth. wait, wait. No, for the 3DS? For the 3DS. There's Well, there, there was a series of games that people thought was going to be really good called Epic Mickey. There was That's a, there was a Wii about. one. Yep. It was really ended up just not delivering. Crappy camera. And the really, Wii U is going to have the second the one. The Wii U is going to have a new game, game, which yep. is taking an entirely new direction. I'm more excited in the... Um, separately developed uh, platformer for the 3DS. It's by uh, this team called Dreamworth Studios, uh, who were once responsible for uh, Henry Hatsworth and the Puzzling Adventure, which is one of the best DS games I've ever played. Uh, they released another game called Monster Tale on the DS. One little They're- thing about the Henry Hatsworth... I was in the last few levels of that game. Yeah, couldn't do it. You can't I do just, it. It was so hard. That's one of those games. Crazy. That's one of those games that has this like you start and you're like, well, this game's easy. This is kid stuff, and then it just slowly ramps up. And then until... like all of a sudden, you're just like, wow, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm not fast enough. You, you either you either do it or you can't, and you yep. just like put the game down because of it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's what happened. I spent like half the half the game on like the bottom half of the screen, which means yep. like, you're losing or you're dying. Yeah, if you're if you're spending too much time doing the puzzle part of the screen, if anyone is listening and gives a crap, go look up Henry Hatsworth. You can get used copies for like three dollars now, and, and nobody cares. Really, really, really good game. It's it's a it's an excellent uh, platformer puzzler, and you're wondering how that works, but it's great. They, and Dreamrift, <laughs> uh, the other one they did, Monster Tales, same kind of thing. It's a platformer on the top screen, but the bottom screen introduces another element that you have to keep track of during the game that gives it a lot more depth. Epic Mickey, I don't know if there's that dual thing, but it has this real look of like a, what was it Castle of Illusions? Yeah, the old excellent Mickey Mouse platformer, uh, yes. Castle of Illusions and World of Illusions were the two. Were yeah, the and Mickey it's it's basically a continuance of that. I mean, the game is called Epic Mickey, but they were saying you know we're really trying to do a, continu- a continuation of that series of games. I'm like, great. You know, that hits the nostalgia bone, and I know for a fact these guys can develop a good platformer, so I'm sold right off the bat. I, um, I'd be interested in that. The Epic yeah. Mickey I wasn't so interested in. Um, yep. It's kind of interesting that we're seeing two games in that area, like one for the Wii U and one for this system now, right next to each other. They, well, they do that a lot when the game is, is is the same title, and they'll make sure they split it so that you know it's it's yeah. a, a different game. Yeah. They'll make sure that it really does look different, like that you're not like, well, it's, it's basically the same game. Yeah. Because in the past, people have tried to do that, and it just confuses people. Yeah. As long as you... And I can't even remember the Epic Mickey, the one for the DS, uh, has even like a different title that you wouldn't be able to even... Because it's not called Epic Mickey 2, it's called Epic Mickey subtitle. I can't remember what it is, but yeah. I'm going to be getting it uh, probably day one. Interesting thing about the DS is um, probably, like you were saying, a lot of those games ramp up. And the reason for that is the DS, unlike other systems, really is a system of also um, dexterity. Oh, yeah. they, they utilize that stylus so much. Yep. So the one game I can think of that I played was Trauma Center, and very easy for most of the game and then you finally get to the final level and it's a 10 minute surgery of being very fast and, and, and quick yep. and the very final 10 seconds is having to do a healing touch which is like making a star motion in, in the right order uh I made it through the full 10 minutes about 10 times, which is 100 minutes of this one level. That's a, that's a lot All of time. to the last 10 seconds where I could not so make the star, mo- the right oh, star. God. We're obsessed with that game. We were at restaurants, and there's just silence the whole time. Is that the, rest, is that the time I, yeah, I, the time I made a scene? Sapa, yes. I made a scene at a Mexican restaurant with Keith. I just got up, started screaming, waving my arms at the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Keith didn't know what was coming. You really he, liked your and, quesadilla. And, 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 and then he ran. He ran off. Then I ran. I ran wildly. Like a puppet. And the waiter looks at at me like with this look <laughs> on his face and I just kind of shrugged <laughs> it's the first time I ever had fried wow. ice cream <laughs> any other games coming out for the deal you, you're mainly a DS person now uh, I, I love 
portable gaming always have been a champion of portable gaming i think there's something great because as a kid it's what gets you through boring family uh you know events and it goes on goes with you on car trips yeah. and it's really great to have something like that and i like the kind of game you can just pick up and play and uh yeah there hasn't been much on the console that's been interesting right now and probably won't be until you know when finally dragon quest 10 comes out but TQ10. yeah um but i love i love a good portable game i mean there's no two ways around it John, you got anything in the last couple minutes? No, no, I, I, that's that's it. I'm gonna be looking at Torchlight next. That's Val, it. you got any games coming on the horizon? Um, not that I can think of. Like nothing's. You're still into the the, 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 the lore, the Dragon Age the, lore. Uh, I don't. I have no idea when Dragon Age <laughs> three the release date is. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's at least a year out. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing is. Lisa mentioned Plants vs. Zombies, which I've had Ooh. my students tell me repeatedly that I should get. <laughs> a goofy, fun game, no real difficulty to it. Yeah, that's, um, you know, but I like those. Why, they're so addi- uh, why that game is so addicting is beyond me. I just I got, I, I, I got trapped into it. Oh, I just could not stop no, playing it. That's Sounds. the game I was going to get. Um, wow. Oh, Lord, my brain. The, all right, the Walking Dead, originally graphic novel. Then, oh, yeah. then oh, they're coming out with the video game it, of And it? they made one great season yeah. of it, and then they made a terrible season of it. So I stopped. But there's a game that really? goes with it. Yes. What kind of game? Is it open it's, world? Is it uh, linear? It's based in the... Um, I think it's linear. It's based in... Wait, no. It's open world, It's but it's based in the world of The Walking Dead. And mm. there's like five episodes. And you buy... It's like $25 and you pay that. And then as each episode comes out, you just, you're able to download it. And you play a character who's in this world... And you have to basically face the same decisions as like Rick Grimes, the main character, does. You don't. So you, interact it, you parallel the actual episodes right, that it's air. Right, you're, you're yeah. in a different location, but and you're interactive with it. Yes, now and you, people, that's kind of a neat people idea, will actually. die on you. So your you actions have con. <laughs> yes, so you. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, actually, uh, you cannot drive. You don't flip your car over when there are zombies. Like that's what you're. That would be a great do. formula to introduce, um, like as the next generation of gaming comes yeah. along. Interactive is, TV. Yeah, I mean, you're. This is the same people that made the Back to the Future video games like the part episodic oh right oh right I mean what what a good idea that is if you get so immersed into um, you know a television show Mm. uh, you can actually kind of experience it in a different level yeah so I I like I don't like the TV show anymore it failed me I have to, but, <laughs> but maybe it, the game no, will save it, it. Maybe the game, maybe the game will save it because it seems more like, from what I've seen, it seems more like the graphic novels. Yeah. So I did. I meant to check yeah. that out, and I completely spaced it out until you just reminded me. <laughs> there you go. So I have to. Well, go that'll be something to worth. Yes, I don't watch you, The Walking Dead, but maybe if they come out with something good. Yep. Uh, in that <laughs> formula, I'll be interested. Uh, Keith, right before we leave, we're uh, at almost 59 minutes. If you're you a have... fan of turn-based strategy games, pick up XCOM Enemy <laughs> Unknown for the PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox. Keith is just selling that one game. Yeah, I uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> all right. Yeah. See you later. See you guys in six weeks. I'm playing with you guys no more. <laughs> Bye-bye. Do you quit? I sure do.